The definition of a sounder, as per Webster's Dictionary, is, quotation, a device for making soundings. Definition of sounding, you wonder. A measurement of depth, especially with a sounding line. Soundings, plural. A place or part of a body of water where a hand-sounding line will reach bottom. Measurement of atmospheric conditions of various heights. A probe, test, or sampling of opinion or intention. But... Alas, let us focus on the definition that the atmospheric conditions, because as atmospheric conditions are concerned, the atmosphere at Bank of California Stadium was cloudy with a chance of ass kicking. And that's what LAFC did, opening up a can of shebang bang on Seattle. We are Defenders of the Bank, the most LAFC podcast in Southern California. And welcome to episode 20. Five. All right, 205 of LAFC's Defenders of the Bank podcast. I am the Gypsy Prince of Proclaimed, by the way. And with me, as always, this time in world-famous Phila Monster Studios in Burbank, California. You can clearly hear I am losing my voice. The Warlock of Wool, the Tyrant of Threads, J.R. Liebert. The Scarf, and we are definitely both losing our voices. By the way, the, the Seattle Sounders name comes from the Puget Sound. It's someone who... Lives in and around the Puget Sound. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I was just going by Noah Webster. Yeah, no, look, Webster did a great job back in the what seventeen hundreds or so. Uh, but yeah, he dead now. Someone he's very dead. Someone who uh, who lives in and around the Puget Sound. It's a beautiful area up there. Uh, I used to be, as many of you all know, I've talked about this several times. I was a Sounder supporter before LAFC even existed. Been to many Yuck. many games up at. Uh, sorry, uh, up at what was uh, what formerly known as the Clink CenturyLink Field, and uh, what is it now? Lumen, 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 Field, right? Lumen. Field. What's up, everybody? What is good? It is excellent to be talking to you after another three points, and dare we say, Philly, defending the bank quite well. Five home matches in a row, ending in three points for the good guys. The black and gold. What a night, Friday night, a night of stars at Bank of California Stadium. Look, we know, right? It's we're right near Hollywood. We got a we got a lot of stars. I mean, we have we have Be Real as one of our drummers guys in the 3252. How cool is that? We got who or what? Is that a cat? Um, yeah. There's oh we god. Have, we have cats lingering. Oh god. All right, sorry. I just had some PTSD. But Philly, Juve. Juve in the building. For the first time at Bank of California Stadium. And no, Juventus, you cannot have Chiellini back. We all know you wanted him right around the 45th minute. He almost let the roof off the place. We'll talk about that in a little bit. A little bum, Philly. No Federico Chiesa. He was injured and didn't make the trip. So I didn't get to see my favorite player on Juventus. Uh, I believe Weston McKinney was in the building. I didn't get a good look. Oh, I didn't get a see. chance to see him. Yeah, I, I didn't get... They just put them all up on screen after uh, Chiellini. We'll, we'll talk about this moment in a little bit. There was almost a naked scarf running across Bank California Stadium, and Paul would have absolutely annihilated me. It would have been incredible. But Philly, what a night with Juve in the building. LAFC now making it four in a row. And say it with me, Philly, because it sounds so good. We are still... Best in the West. And the best in MLS, and it certainly feels good. It's like deja vu all over again, harking back to 2019. But this is a completely different LAFC team from 2019 and obviously from 2020, 2021, and so on and so forth. Yes, it was a star-studded affair. It was a Friday. 
Good Friday, and as per the church, you know, we are all worshiping in the Cathedral of the Black and Gold. We are all men and women of LAFC faith, and we certainly engaged in a match of what I would consider biblical proportions. <laughs> the LA Galaxy obviously are our number one hated and heated rival. Yes. But... If we take them out of the equation, because we certainly took them out of the equation recently, we would have to say that the Seattle Sounders are probably our next biggest rivals. Sure, we set some history with them and against them, winning our very first franchise game ever in the clink. Diego Rossi, the man who scored the first goal against the Sounders. That was beautiful. And of course, the very first game in Bank of California Stadium, April 29th, the year 2018, Laurent Simon's goal against Stephen Fry, a Hollywood-like ending, cementing LAFC's first win in Bank of California Stadium. It was all glorious stuff. But since then, obviously, a tough contest, tough competitions. Seattle absolutely negated a couple of our years uh, in terms of playoff contention and uh, certainly a team we... Respect, but we don't like. Yep. Philly, I have to wonder if Stephen Fry sees ghosts of Laurent Simon because today there were two balls that did exactly what Laurent's did as well in 2018, one resulting in a goal for LAFC, the other. What I guess the goal was called offside, right? But well, you could uh, consider a third one as well that the teeth nearly snuck through. Yeah, I mean, something about the five hole giggity with Stephen Fry, and he's got some trouble there protecting that ball that goes between his legs. We'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. Right before we get into the rundown of our episode, just want to make one other quick announcement. Uh, defenders of the bank and Philly actually doesn't know about this because I did this today. We, oh, we were making um, sure we cool, had, we had talked guess. about, yeah, we had talked about different ways that we could reach out. Look, we subscribe wholeheartedly to LAFC's mantra of being a force for good, not just in the month of giving that is July, but throughout the entire year. And as such, Defenders of the Bank, we have donated a scholarship to the uh, South Bay Youth Soccer Camp uh, that uh, LAFC is putting on. It's the first year of these youth soccer camps that LAFC has put on. They are midway through. The South Bay camp is August 1st to the 5th, and there's one, I think, in Norco, uh, August 8th to the 12th. I believe I'm correct on those dates. So we are giving a scholarship away to uh, to one of the... Uh, much needed recipients. Uh, it's already been handled. There's no way to like win the scholarship through us or anything. It's already been donated to the LAFC foundation and the youth soccer camps. So um, on behalf of defenders of the bank, if, if you uh, needed a scholarship and now you have got one, uh, c- congratulations, and we're happy to do it for you. That's sweet. This is uh, the first I'm hearing of it, and yeah. uh, I am amongst the millions. And millions. Who's just hearing this for the first time. So when somebody rolls up to me and says, hey, thank you so much for your donation of the scholarship, I will not look at them like a deer in the headlight <laughs> or my jaw dropping or like a dumb, it, befuddled look. It thank literally you. happened like three hours before today's match. So I was glad we were able to make it work. Uh, again, yeah, I thank guess. you. Me too. That's awesome. Thank you to everybody at the LAFC Soccer Youth Camps and to the LAFC Foundation. Happy to make that work. Shout out to all of our good people there. Uh, I just we, They have an incredible foundation. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, we love you, buddy. Uh, we know you do a lot of hard work uh, for them as well. Just a reminder that the Mauricio Mo Facio Futsal Court in Southeast LA fundraising is underway. LAFC, the LAFC Foundation, and the 3252 are partnering to build a futsal court in Mo's honor in Southeast LA. And the link to donate is in our bio. 
I, I almost got on people to donate $14 in honor of Chiellini's goal by number 14. Oh my God, we're going to talk about this in a minute. But look, if you can, if you're listening to us, maybe you uh, maybe you hit the Powerball lottery. It was only like $1.05 billion or something like that. Maybe you hit Powerball. If you hit Powerball, just, just donate the money for the field. Just make it happen. Just make the field happen. But maybe you just hit the mega number and you got an extra 15 bucks in your pocket or something. Donate it to the field, guys. This is something that we need to make happen. Uh, Philly, very excited to bring you the rundown for episode 205. Of course, we are having this day in LAFC Excuse history. Me. A very quick news and notes section, as well as looking at the Las Vegas Lights and Angel City Football Club. A breakdown of the match against Seattle and a look at the standings and the schedule. Philly, don't forget, if you know anybody for some reason who is not already following us, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Defenders of the Bank and on Twitter at Defend the Bank. Nothing about Rhea, just the bank so far. We'll see. We'll see. I don't think it'll be Rhea. I don't think it, you ever, you ever have like a test balloon. You just like float one out there and you see what people think about the name and, and how that works. Look, I don't mean to disparage the good people of Rhea. We know you listen to the podcast. We know you're big fans. We thank you for listening, but man, not Rhea. Yeah, no, not Rhea, not, not Rhea. The I only mean, kind of Rias I like are well, pizzerias, taquerias, uh, but but more so pizzerias, taquerias. I certainly don't want to eat too much and have a bad case of dia. Oh boy! All right. Anyways, all right. um, the question that is befuddling all of our minds right now: yes. are, Can Philly and the Scarf keep this podcast on the rails long enough? No, no I'm sorry, short enough to keep this no. podcast under sixty minutes. We'll try. We're going to do our we best. We gave them 90 minutes last time, That's and um, I would really be curious as to how many of the thousands of downloads that we have had uh, made it all the way to the end. I don't know if we're able to check that statistic on Buzzsprout, <laughs> but defenders, we will try to keep this as clear and concise as possible. So, so with uh, that, let's get let's into this it. day in LAFC history. We are recording this episode Wow, it is the morning of Saturday, July thirtieth. Well, I got something for you before you move on, so keep carrying on. Oh, before I move on, but keep carrying on. I'm yeah. very confused. Uh, it uh, is one a.m. It is one a.m. Saturday, July thirtieth, and on Saturday, July well, I don't know if it's Saturday, but on July thirtieth, two thousand nineteen, Carlos Vela participates in the twenty nineteen MLS All Star Skills Contest, paired with Jonah dos Santos and current coach of the DC United Wayne Rooney. That was a fun event. That was a really good time. We really enjoyed ourselves uh, watching that. Uh, And then just one day later on July 31st, 2019, Carlos Vela and Walker Zimmerman were both named starters in the 2019 MLS all-star game versus Atletico Madrid. And Mark Anthony K and Diego Rossi came on to sub as Walker and Carlos Vela came out. Rossi would eventually come out at the 76 minute mark as well. And we were excited because we got to see Joao Felix. He hasn't quite set the world on fire the way we thought he was going to since 2019, but he subbed on for Atletico Madrid in the 56 minute and he scored in the 85th minute as the MLS all-stars were unfortunately outclassed by Atletico Madrid three, nothing. And that, is this day in LAFC history? Yes, Philly. So, so July 30th. Yes. And I'm not going to out her by declaring the year. While she may argue that I don't know the year, 
That is not the case. I am just not outing her because of the year. Good job. Happy birthday, mom. Today is what? my mother's birthday. Your mom's birthday was an hour and one minute ago? Um, as, it, as the clock struck midnight? July 30th is my mother's birthday. My father's birthday was July 1st. We didn't get a chance to give him a shout wow. out then. But uh, yeah, in terms of this day in LAFC history, had it not been for one Papa filament born on July the 1st, many blue moons ago, and my mom, that was a Harry uh, causing ruckus in the background, my mom, July 30th, again, of many blue moons ago, I would not be here today making your eardrums bleed so happy birthday mom i love you again i'm not going to declare your age because you're going to hate me for it but my mom looks hella young i look hella young for a man uh 32 <laughs> years of age uh yeah that's obviously a lie happy man. birthday to mama philemon yeah. that's awesome philly by the way by the way however uh you've got a birthday coming up we'll talk S- about that silence yeah yeah we'll talk about that we got Two more games before we actually get the, the the party wagon underway. But we again we do appreciate LAFC for scheduling matches on both of our birthdays this year. So yeah. that the the Charlotte game, everybody, get your get your party hats on because we're gonna be ready to go for Philly's birthday. But happy birthday, Mama Philemon. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Uh Philly, I got one thing on news and notes, and we talked about it last episode as well. Don't forget, Tuesday, August 9th is LAFC night at Dodger Stadium. And the Dodgers take on the twins. And Philly <laughs> Philly had a Minnesota Twins fan come over to him today, and then they were uh they, they were just chatting about some baseball. Klazuski Campanella talking baseball. They take on the twins at 710. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I remember, remember that. You have to buy a special ticket package in order to get the sweet LAFC Dodgers themed shirt. So didn't he say he had like a bone to pick with me or something? I'm he, like, what are you talking about? And he, he did, but you tuned him out. I think very quickly after because it's a look. Philly Philly doesn't have time for uh, a Twins fan. I guess is what I don't have a problem with the Twins. Okay. I just, I guess I was taken aback. Like, I, I didn't realize I might have offended Hey, that, that meant he was listening to the podcast. We appreciate you. And yeah, you know nothing what? but love. If, for, I, if I was short, I'm sorry. I, I No animosity, no beef. For tonight, go Twins. Why not? Just for you. Uh, Philly, Las Vegas Lights update on Wednesday. The Lights lost to San Antonio FC 2-0 at Cashman Field. Behind goals from two players with Sounders tied, Saad Abdul-Salam and Samuel Adeniran. Uh, both players have played for Seattle before, and Philly Saad Abdul-Salam, 2018 NYCFC roster as well. So a couple of ties there for those players. Uh, the lights are back in action Saturday, July 31st, taking on Atlanta United 2 at, now I looked this up, this is a real thing, 5th, 3rd, Bank. That's a massive stadium. bank in Cincinnati, Ohio, bro. Fifth, third bank. Yeah, what? That's Could, a big financial institution. Can we figure the name out, though? Fifth, third bank? Was there like a first, second, third, and fourth, third banks that were in also in Cincinnati? Like, I, I, mean, I mean, I know you're a math teacher. And I know you love fractions, but yeah. this is not that kind of a podcast. Right. So that's, by the way, Philly, the home of the Kennesaw State University Owls. Fifth, third bank stadium where, at, where Atlanta United 2 play he did a an owl <laughs> i got joke. him oh goodness ah you fell for it. i did uh <laughs> angel city fc their next match is later today if you're listening to this on saturday july july 30th against rose lavelle megan rapino and the ol rain which yes that is the team i guess loosely affiliated because they also play at lumen field with seattle sounders so We'll see. So we wish Angel City, our our fantastic roommates, uh, we wish them all the best. So look, OL Rain, really good team. 
Rose Lavelle, my favorite player in NWSL. Megan Rapino, incredibly talented. And we get to watch them hopefully both tomorrow at Bank California Stadium. Philly, we did it. We're about, what, 15 minutes into the pod. We got through everything we needed to do. Let's talk about the match. Look, this is normally heavyweight Titans coming into the match. Maybe it's one versus two, one versus three. Not so this season with Seattle as they are... Not near the top of the standings whatsoever. No, and the last time we engaged in battle with them, you were in Seattle. I was with 110 football, and uh, we were you know, separated by miles. This was a team that was once in seventh place when we engaged in battle with them. We managed to secure a point, and you were there witnessing that with the Angel City Chicks. Um, and this is a team that is now in ninth place, eighth best in the Western Conference. And you can say that, you know, they put all their eggs in their basket this season for the CONCACAF Champions League. And again, they did something incredible. No other team in the history of Major League Soccer has accomplished what they have. But you can rest on those laurels only for so long because since they won that game 3-0 against Pumas, uh, they had played, and by they, I mean the Seattle Sounders, played in 15 matches, Scarf. Of those 15 matches, they've only won six games. Seattle has had a really tough time. They got smoked and shmammered by their Cascadia rivals not that long ago, Portland 3-0. They lost to an absolutely dumpster fire POS Chicago fire team. Nashville beat them. That's not to be, that's not much of a shock because Nashville's a really good team. But... The last game, last week, they ended up winning 2-1 to one against the Colorado Rapids in a game where basically they played with 10 men uh, for the course of the yeah. entire second half. Yeah. So somewhat of a resurgence, but Seattle is not Seattle. No. Without the Peruvian Pistolier, we are talking, of course, about Raul Ruiz Diaz. When that guy is on the field, that guy is an assassin. But that guy's had hamstring issues, not in just one leg, but in two legs. So... How he goes, essentially, is really how Seattle goes, and he hasn't really been around, so Seattle's only going down while he is out. Yeah, let's talk about not just Raul Ruiz Diaz. Obviously, uh, we talked about no Kellen Rowe picking up a red card. You mentioned Seattle going down a man for the second half of the match. That was Kellen Rowe picking up a red. But to me, and I think he might be the best playmaker in all of Major League Soccer, I was super bummed when he went down with injury, because I really enjoy watching Joao Paulo. Joao Paulo is an incredibly talented midfielder for Seattle Sounders and and kind of what Edward Atuesta was to us when he was at the height of his powers, what Ilya Sanchez is when he is at the height of his powers. Joao Paulo is that almost game in and game out for Seattle. So you're talking no Raul Ruiz Diaz because of injury, no Joao Paulo, he is out for the season, and now no Kellen Rowe. For, for LAFC, yellow card accumulation, no Kellen Acosta, and look, we were a little short-handed. I, I guess we were short-handed on the front line with Danny Musovsky and Ishmael Tajere Shradi out. Moment of silence again for Julian Gaines's pelvis. Uh, so <laughs> that that's that's who was not going to be there, Philly. Let's get into the lineups for these two teams. Brian Schmetzer, who, of course, of indoor soccer fame, right, Philly? Uh, the the traveling Schmetzers? Yeah, St. Louis Storm, baby. I actually have his trading card somewhere in Philly Monster Studios. And in case you guys don't know, it's off, off track a little bit, but Philly 
one half of the play-by-play and color duo of the Ontario Fury of the MASL, Indoor Soccer League. Of course, Dr. Jonathan Reimer is the second half of that. So if you guys can, once the season starts, I know they're starting tryouts and all kinds of other stuff over in Ontario. Check out Philly and Jonathan over at the Ontario Fury. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, Brian Schmetzer, to me, is probably the gold standard of current coaches in all of Major League Soccer. There is nothing that he has yet to do for Seattle. They are as good as it gets and as well run of an organization as it gets. Shout out to LAFC Punk, dare I say, Bill Belichickian. And that's going to piss off some people. We'll move on in a 4-2-3-1 with one of our favorite keepers in the league, goalkeeper Stefan Fry. He just, he's the gift that keeps on giving for the LAFC faithful. <laughs> Defenders Alex Roldan, or as we say, the less talented Roldan, although he's been very, very good of late. The problem, Yamar Gomez Andrade. One of my favorite players to watch because he is just a big hulking beast back there on the back line. Xavier Ariaga and Nuhu Tolo round out the defense for Seattle Sounders. And there, look, that is a very good back line. Seattle is not a team that most people can score on with regularity because of those four on the back line. Christian rolled on and Albert Rusnak coming over from Real Salt Lake this year. We really thought Rusnak would have a little bit more of an impact than he has this season for Seattle. Jimmy Madranda, Nico Lodiero, U.S. men's national team darling Jordan Morris, and Will Bruin, MLS veteran Will Bruin, rounding out the 11 and amongst others in the 18, the former leading scorer in Seattle Sounders history, Freddie Montero, since usurped, I believe, by Raul Ruiz Diaz across all competitions. Uh, look, there were a couple of others out there in the 18, but Montero is one of those names that if you're a Sounders fan, you've grown up watching Montero score many, many goals for your club. And that is the lineup for Seattle Philly. We mentioned no Kellen Acosta. We mentioned poor Julian Gaines's pelvis. Who would be taking the pitch in the 11? Would Gareth Bale get his first start? And that's what I was sort of anticipating. That's what had been cool to have witnessed. Uh, we got to see him score his first goal, not at Bank of California Stadium. I would assume we would be able to get to witness his first start, but that's okay. We are going to have to wait until August the 13th because that will be our next home game at it's a Bank of California Stadium. birthday present for you, Philly. It's per- a birthday present. Perhaps. I can envision we're going to have many of our stud players playing the April 3rd match at SoFi Stadium. August 3rd. What did I say? April. Oh, yeah. I was a couple of months off. My mistake. Thank you for correcting me. Anytime. I I would hate to see any of our players go out there and just get injured in a game that, you know, it's cool that it's going down. but means nothing. A game that, again, literally means nothing that could essentially be more detrimental to us than beneficial. Sure, money's going into our pocket, but hopefully our players stay Wait, our pocket? Well, no, not our. Our pocket is a club. Damn it. No, you and I are not getting paid. Heck, we, we got our press passes. Revoked. Uh, not, not revoked. revoked. Uh, denied. denied. Did not, no stairway. But so, ma- but so many people. I came across Matthew Barry in the elevator. This is a guy who's like a journalist who's been going to Bank of California Stadium forever. We interviewed him and his son ages ago. Yeah. He got denied. I think, you know, a lot of people within 110 got denied too. Like crazy stuff. So we're going to have to go in as spectators or um, I don't even know if they're going to play that game on TV. Do you know anything about that? I, I mean, look, I, I'll be in the building. I, I found tickets in the 500 level for 68 bucks a piece. I just want to be in the building for that. I think it's going to be fun. 
fun. I mean, well, at that point, you're going to be able to touch the airplanes like flying into LAX. You have to remember, the fifth level is actually only the third level from the ground. It's really not that high up. But that being said, oh, but we'll, it is from the field. we'll talk way more about that match after we break down this match. Philly, who's in the 11 for LAX? All right, starting between the pipes, no shock there. Maxime Cropo. Love that guy. Our back line consisting of Franco Escobar, Jesus David Murillo, uh, your boy. Giorgio oh. Chiellini. Oh, my God. Uh, Chiqui Palacios. Our midfield, uh, we have Jose Cifuentes, Ilya Sanchez, and Latif Blessing Woo. getting the start for the uh, for Kellen Acosta, who is not in the lineup due to car, yellow card accumulation. Our front line consisting of Mahala Opoku, who continues to impress me time yeah. and time again. Yeah. Chicho Arango, who is coming into this match, having scored three straight, in three straight games, seven goals in eight matches. Good stuff. And then Carlos Vela. Our bench, we got Big J, Mac, John McCarthy, Eddie Segura, Mamadou Fault, Gareth Bale, Holy Toledo. I still like pinch me. Uh, Ryan Hollingshead, Sebastian Ibiaga. Uh, we got the new our new player from Orlando. We got Mendez. I like Sebastian Mendez a lot. He's going to be solid. But um, now that he's on the bench and he featured in the game, Brian, hey. oh Brian, I love uh, it. Scarf needs yep. to sing your song because we've been waiting so long. We are crying. Well, well, let's let's play. Let's let's lay the ground rules. You did say you that we weren't allowed to do it until he played again, and he then played. we would have a special episode just for that. So, guess what? We're gonna do everybody. We are going to have a special episode. Lies. It's no. We, we didn't aren't. even do one more sleep yesterday. You're lying we, to the millions. I am not lying to the millions or mm-hmm. millions. Uh, no, listen. It, the the Club America recap match. That's going to be Brian's song. Well, what I are you going to do if I don't go to the game? How are we going to recap it? You're going to the game. Uh, yeah. You're going to the game. We're I going. To I don't the have game. a ticket. You're, neither do I yet. They sell them all the time. It's like Ticketmaster and stuff. We got to do. I it. hate that business. I know, but you know what? Sometimes you got to break a couple. Yes, of Yes, yes. Get a sixty dollar ticket and pay a thirty eight dollar convenience fee. Yay, Ticketmaster! Yeah. So there is Jerks. that. All right, let's let's get into the match, Philly. This was uh, this was a a match that I really thought Seattle would come out trying to fire on all cylinders. I thought that not not just LAFC having the target on our back because we are LAFC, but obviously you mentioned it. Sounders having a target on their back, winning the CONCACAF Champions League tournament. Uh, so it would be... I, I was worried coming into this match, really, because we have seen Carson, for example, come out extremely physical, kind of punch us in the mouth, and now we reel for the next 15 or 30 minutes. And I have to say, Seattle really controlled the physicality of this match throughout maybe the first 15, 20 minutes. And I loved the way that LAFC responded. I don't love the way that yet again, LAFC goes down early or goes down in the first half at all. But at least, Philly, this was not. Seattle scoring a goal against LAFC. No, you're right about that. And anytime that we score, we are an undefeated team, 11-0-0, meaning when we score first. Yeah. Obviously, we've talked about the fact that we're a second-half team, and second-half team, we've been a while. But we uh, we end up finding ourselves in a hole early on, and not because of an actual goal by Seattle, a goal that essentially like led to it, but 
in the 14th or so minute, you have Christian Roldan making his move, intercepting a ball that was on route to Latif Blessing. He gets past Fra- Ilya Sanchez, Franco Escobar, and Giorgio Chiellini, and he lets it rip. But unfortunately, it comes off the foot of Jesus David Murillo, and that is the first goal of the game. Seattle drawing first blood. Initially, our PA announcer credited the goal to Christian Roldan, but eventually it was reversed to that of Jesus David Murillo. And I'm not so much worried about Murray getting the own goal. No. Roldan sliced and diced and bobbed and weaved through three of our defenders, making that play happen. So he essentially earned it and worked for it. Murray just sort of stuck his foot out inconsequentially, and it got past Steph. Uh, it got past Maxime Crapeau. But um, yeah, that that's a problem. This back line got sliced and diced by a player that we never mentioned in our pregame show as a player to watch, but Christian Roldan, still a deadly player for Seattle. Yeah, look, Christian Roldan, Nico Lodiero, Jordan Morris, don't get it twisted. If they don't have Raul Ruiz Diaz and Joao Paulo out there, they still have plenty of fireworks. But I really thought the play started, the issue started with Latif Blessing not being able to take that ball down on the first touch. The ball <laughs> popped out to Latif. It was a lot. It, it was too high for him. It, it was, it, but that's just it. It bounced, and then he tried to go back up and get it, and that's absolutely where that ball was taken away, and Roldan was off to the races. And look, Murray puts that ball into the back of the net. The reason why he did is because Roldan had a beautiful cross. There was at least one player streaking back post that was completely unmarked as well. So again, it was the quick change action after having to to get back when Latif doesn't take that ball down on the first touch. Latif needs to take that ball down, stop trying to do too much with it, and value possession. And because of that, it caught our back line off guard. And and if, look, if Murray doesn't put that into the back of the net, that was a beautiful cross from Christian Roldan. That ball's going in the back of the net anyway. Watch the replay. So it was only a, a matter of time, really, that Seattle scored on that play. Bummed that it happened so early on. I did not like the idea of LAFC chasing a goal throughout the entire first half. Luckily, we wouldn't have to wait too long. In the 16th minute, however, Cifuentes probably should have gone down. He got a pretty solid nudge from Yamar Gomez Andrade. Yep. Uh, but it, it was just one of those things where I think if he goes down, it's like 50-50. Maybe he gets the penalty call. Maybe he doesn't. But that is Yamar back there. And when he touches you, you're going to move just a little bit. But he continues. And after that angle was taken away, fires it at Fry. Uh, a nice little give and go, I thought, between Mahala and Sifu there on that play. Uh, Carlos with an uncharacteristic turnover in the 19th minute, but luckily J-Mo couldn't get on the end of it. And and I love the fight from your boy Chicho in the 22nd minute. He uh, kind of went back and forth with, with one sounder, and then a, a second sounder comes over, and he's kind of jawing at two of them. And that would have been fine for me, but then when Yamar Gomez Andrade came over, be like, all right, I'm I'm done drawing at everybody now. But he wasn't done. I loved it. Uh, but Yamar was ready to close down after uh, after your boy Chicho got upset at a couple. I mean, that that's I'm not taking on Yamar Gomez Andrade. Uh, but yeah, but I would say you're not going to want to mess with somebody from Medellin either. And I'm talking obviously about <laughs> Chicho Arango. So I mean, yeah, that's the story there. Um, we get really really close to uh, equalizing this game. We're looking at the 26th to 27th yeah. minute. We got Chiellini, who had a header right to Chiqui Palacios, who connects with Jose Cifuentes. And Sifu 
being a maestro in terms of passing the ball and setting up plays and facilitating opportunities. He crossed the ball in the box to one Carlos Vela. Carlos Vela slots it home. The bank erupts. The beer showers are going. We're all screaming, hooting, and hollering. But alas, there was no goal. And watching the replay, which we had to do at home, that cross in from Sifu, it did bounce up, and you can see clearly that it did hit Carlos Vela's arm. Obviously, at the time, we did not get to see it. We didn't get to watch the replay on VAR, but the referee saw it, negated the goal, and you're thinking, oh gosh, not only do we find ourselves with our backs against the wall with an own goal, but we get a goal by Carlos Vela taken away. Is this team going to capitalize on these opportunities? Is Seattle going to come through and make a mockery of our team? No. Stay tuned. I'll tell you what I was worried about, too. Look, you can see if you watch the replay, it looks like the ball gets Carlos right around the captain's armband, actually. So it was a good call. Uh, He kind of turned his body and and got a little bit of the arm. What I worry about, though, Philly, is exactly what happened the next time Seattle had an opportunity just three minutes later, and that's after a VAR restart. So really, we haven't been playing all that much of live football going into the 32nd minute, and it was a corner that was absolutely executed to perfection. Ariaga was the only one on the end of that corner, and he just Christian Ramirez did. I have no <laughs> idea how that ball did not find the back of the net. Looks like it hit off the side of his boot, maybe, and goes wide left. Carlos Vela was on the post, and I think he might have been able to see that one off if Ariaga put that one on frame to that side. But Yassi, there was nobody inside the box at the time on Ariaga, a perfectly executed corner in Philly. We almost had bad after bad. We get the bad break with uh, the own goal, and then we almost had our second bad break by having a completely unmarked man in the box. We could have been down 2 nothing, and at that point, you're expecting Brian Schmetzer to just back up the bus and park everybody there. Luckily, we dodged that bullet, and just three minutes later, a perfect free kick from Carlos to Chicho. Chicho's header was wide into the side netting, but right after that, Philly, I couldn't believe it. Another lightning strike from Mahala Opoku in the 35th. Just like that, we are level top of the box, just outside the circle. And I love the Wakanda pose after the little Black Panther Wakanda pose that he stood in right after the goal. This kid, Philly, you mentioned it on 110 Football too. Talk about earning your stripes. He is an absolute force on the front line. And and look, people were saying it in the chat at 110, Philly, and and I kind of thought it too. Man, I wish we got that kind of production out of, uh, I don't know, Brian. I mean, it's amazing the difference between a million-dollar salary and like a seventy or $80,000 salary. Uh, we 920000 that's, uh, that's the difference. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that that's clown shoes. And Mahala catches a nice little dish from Latif Blessing, who is starting to. We've been talking about Latif Blessing. Yes, he's everywhere, but needing to contribute a little more yep. offensively. This could be Latif's last season. I don't know, oh, and I it. honestly don't believe that he will be back with LAFC next oh, season. But as you. long as we win an MLS Cup with him, it's all gravy, baby. But he connects with Mahala. Mahala musters muscles, missiles one. Pass Stephen Fry and 
Lo and behold, can you believe Opoku has five goals five on goals. the season? Mahala has five goals on the season. This is a kid who at the start of 2020, we mistook for one Quadwo Poku who once played at NYCFC. I don't know where that Poku is. Last I heard he was playing in Gibraltar. But Opoku is on our team, and what a revelation he has been. He is a testament to hard work does pay off. He is a spiritual guy. I've been praying to the Lord. He's been doing his thing. And man, my God, Mahala is here. And I believe Mahala is here to stay. He is capitalizing on opportunities. He is connecting the chemistry he's he has with his teammates. is fantastic. And man, I was so happy to see him. Net, his fifth goal of the season. Oi, oi. Look, uh, I don't know if you out there, if you're listening to us and you have... Uh, families, little kids out there, and you haven't watched Rise yet on Disney+, Plus. the story of Giannis Antetokounmpo and his oh, brothers. Oh, I haven't even seen that yet. It's incredible. You're not a Bucks fan now, are you? I, no, I'm not a Bucks fan. It's it's an incredible story to watch how Giannis came over and became the player that he is today. Not just became the player, but the, the whole story, the journey. It would not surprise me that Disney+, Plus catches wind of this Mahala Opoku story about how he came over from Ghana. Uh, look, it's it's. I feel like every time the tale is told, the myth gets a little bit bigger about how he had to stay here because of COVID nineteen. But he definitely COVID nineteen played a, a a large role in why he stayed with LAFC and trained and just he, he was like that gym rat on a basketball court. He just never left the pitch. He worked and he worked and he worked so much so that when Maxime came over, they interviewed Maxime, a a great job by Vince LaRosa. And he asked Maxime, all right, other than Carlos Vela, who's got, who's got like that cracking shot. And and without hesitation, Maxime Cropot on a team that has Chicho Arango and Brian Rodriguez and Jose Cifuentes and guys who can absolutely bang it from distance. Uh, He said (laughs) Mahala. He said Mahala was the player that you have to look out for. And this was an absolute rocket. I love this kid. He is just picking up fan after fan. You imagine you're you're a Welsh football fan. You're you're an Italian football fan. And you're watching the game ready for Gareth Bale to come in or watching the majesty that is Giorgio Chiellini play on the back line. And, And just your eyes get to see number 22. Quadwell Mahala Opoku that you might not get to see. You Talk about a player that wouldn't register on your radar if you're following Juve or Tottenham or Real Madrid. You would never mention Mahala Opoku once in your football watching life. And now here you are. Your eyes are glued to this team because of other players. And we get to see Mahala. Philly, I almost died. I almost died in the 38th minute. Giorgio Chiellini almost ripped the soul from my body. I almost ran naked across Bank of California Stadium. Oh, good God. With the rest of Juve down there on the pitch. Oh, good God. If Giorgio Chiellini would have scored that strike from well outside the box in the 38th minute, Paul would have killed me as I tried to go on the pitch to hug that man. It would have been the most... I don't know, seminal moment of my football watching career, the Italian captain in black and gold with a rocket from well outside the box. Philly, if it would have happened, I would have lost. I, as it was, 
I almost lost my mind. I mean, I've heard of people throwing bras on stage at performers, yeah. underpants on stage at performers, but Whole I don't believe I've ever heard everything. of scarves getting thrown. Scarves, shoes, hats, keys, wallet. I threw. I would have thrown all of it. Scarf, you realize if you would have gotten caught streaking on the pitch yeah. and hugging Giorgio Chiellini, yeah. based on your proximity to yeah. you know kids, yeah. you might have been uh, considered an offender of a, of, of a high magnitude and proportions. Yeah, I mean, look. It's probably a good thing you didn't do it. And actually, you know, obviously bearing what you just said in mind, yeah. uh, it's, it, you probably save yourself a uh, an arrest warrant at this I, point. Look, Paul, and Paul would have absolutely killed me. No, I look, I'm kidding, right? I would have never done that. It's true. But, behind every joke, Scarf. But what it would have meant for for a young Scarf to be able to see... What young Scarf? Giorgio no Chiellini. Young scarf. The, the little boy living inside all of us that wants to watch their favorite player do great things. But that's still an old Scarf. That's... <laughs> Oh, it sounds like a that sounds like one of those like seasonings you leave up on the shelf and forget about it in the back. Well, we've got some tapatio, some uh, uh, we got some chili pepper flakes, and in the back we have a little bottle of Old Scarf. Uh, I don't want to right oh. next to the oregano. <laughs> oh man, forty uh, first minute Philly, uh, maybe save of the week, Stephen Fry. Oh, without a doubt, I mean, unreal. I mean, blessing connects with Vela. Vela chips it to Mahala. Mahala tried to connect with Chicho. Chicho should have gotten his fourth. Straight game with a goal, but Stefan Fry doing his thing, making. I mean, there's. I I really doubt there's going to be a save the rest of this weekend that's going to be better than Stefan Fry's. Yeah. And luckily, the way the Point ball blank. bounced, knew who was able to clear it. That was a very very close call, but it wasn't that much longer that we would have to wait for another goal. No, look, another save by Fry in the 42nd as Latif took a strike, and I thought it was really great because Philly. I'm watching the game and I'm watching Latif because look, we were excited, right? Latif back in the starting lineup for the first time in quite a while. And I wanted to see some offensive potency from Latif Blessing. Well, wanted offensive to see some potency. He, he has he no sounds goals. Sounds like a magic potion. <laughs> no goals on the season, just one assist coming into the match. And, you know, Philly, I just wanted to see him do well. I wanted to see him make himself at least a threat on the offensive end. So I like that in the 42nd minute. He was I was starting to think he kind of lost his penchant for keeping the defense honest. And just two minutes later, in the 44th minute, Captain Carlos Vela. Someone who had been kept off the score sheet for the previous seven matches. I mean, the passing by Jose Cifuentes. On point. Continues to be my favorite part of his game. Do people I, still say on fleek anymore? I, they do not. Well, no, I mean, no, I'll bring they, it back. That pass was on fleek. Okay, that pass. Or on point. It certainly was on point. Pinpoint, I mean, no, you, you, you went with it. You got to stay with it now. An on fleek pass, as he said, by Jose Cifuentes. The ball over the top into the box. And what I love about Carlos Velafili, one touch, one touch, a little sliding, one touch ball, and and look, it it if I remember correctly, catches the five hole once again of Stefan Fry into the back of the net. They were not taking this one away from Carlos Vela. It is now. I mean, look, we we battled all the way back. Down one nothing. Now up to one in the first half, Philly. We're scoring first half goals. How many times this season have we scored multiple goals in the first half? We might have been down one nothing, Philly, but we go into the half after Cheeky picked up a, a silly yellow card. We go into the half 
up to one instead of down one nothing. A huge momentum shift for LAFC. Yeah, I would completely agree. It's it's fantastic to go into the half two one. Carlos Vela getting his seventh goal, and what we only had to wait eight minutes between one goal and the second goal. So that's kind of a cool thing. If we're looking at the statistics as far as uh, the half is concerned, possession relatively even. Uh, LAFC with six shots. Uh, four of them being on target. Stephen Fry making, well, no, that doesn't seem right. Well, Stephen Fry making himself four saves. No, yep. I think, yeah, yeah I that's guess right. that, that is right. My You're mistake. Um, but yeah, I mean, at this point, like LAFC doing their thing, we weren't, we uh, we basically scored again for Seattle and going into the half 2-1, you're feeling pretty good about this. Like, not so much a dominating performance, but, I mean, LAFC scoring all three goals in the first half. Yeah. you got to feel pretty good, though, if you're Steve Chirondolo. Look, Seattle's a dangerous team, so a 2-1 to lead is not anything that you can sleep on or rest your laurels on. So we were anticipating what would have been a ruckus and high-scoring and physical second half, but... Um, yeah, none of that happened. None of, <laughs> none of that happened at all. So if you missed the first half, right. I'm sorry to say you didn't. You missed the entire game. Pretty because much. We could talk about a couple of highlights that yeah. were fun within the second half, but everything truly did occur within the first 45 minutes of the game. And I don't know. Do you have anything you want to talk about as I, far as the second half is I, concerned? I have a couple things, and I'll tell you why. Um, I subs, thought baby, that subs. this would be we had, had all the makings of an MLS after dark match, right? Like an 8:15 kickoff. Weird things happen in Major League Soccer when it gets dark, especially here in Los Angeles, knowing that there would be uh, fans or supporters watching this on the East Coast. You're talking about an 11:15 kickoff. It's Friday. Come on, what <laughs> else are they going to be doing? But Philly, 11:15 on a kickoff. That is that is late. For the East Coast. And and look, one thing I do want to mention, again, we talked about it. Stefan Fry almost spilled another one in the 58th minute. And it would have been Quadwo Poku Mahala again. It's true. It's it was true. Sifu to Cheeky to Opoku, Opoku, oh my. And Stefan Fry almost spills it. Almost. Put, I mean, look, this ball, Philly, this was not a Mahala rocket. This was a ball that was actually deflected right in front of him. It did not have a lot of, as you would love to say, mustard on that shot. And still it found a way to squirt through the legs of Stefan Fry. He must be seeing ghosts of one Laurent Simon. That would have been an absolute howler. And I just love in the 60th minute, Philly, when on the Jumbotron and, of course, down on the field, the fans realized that Gareth Bale is a stirring and he took off that pink uh, warm up. Uh, what are those pennies? He took off the pink penny, came over and started talking with Ante Razov and Mark Dos Santos and the place, the building Philly. There was just some energy, right? And, and every time, every time Gareth Bale touched the ball, incredible energy, your, your boy Chicho, wasn't super happy no, about coming pissed. off having nothing to do with Gareth Bale, right? Like this isn't an issue with Gareth Bale. This is just Chicho wanting to play. This is Chicho wanting to score. This is Chicho wanting to add to what Philly says will be an eventual golden boot leading total uh, by the end of the season. But he was certainly pissed. And and how about first midfielder off the bench is Sebastian Mendez. This was a big one, getting 30 minutes now of run for Latif Blessing. Uh, and look, Gareth Bale's in the match. 
I mean, just just hearing this, I'm right? sitting there just trying to conceptualize the fact that the at one point the world's most expensive transfer right? is coming off of our bench. This is a guy who would come off of Real Madrid's bench, but he's coming off of our bench. And we got to witness this with our own eyes. Gareth Bale making his debut at Bank of California Stadium. Good Lord. How yeah. crazy is that? We didn't get to see his first start. Sadly, we didn't get to see his second goal, but either way, his presence, man, what an uplifting thing for the fan base, for for the team. I mean, this isn't a team that's relying on USL players coming off the bench and subbing in for our starters. You're talking about a world-class player, and anybody who wants to fight me on that, no, Gareth Bale is world-class. The guy wouldn't have commanded a 99... <laughs> fight you on Gareth Bale? I don't Bale, know, there's dude. trolls and idiots everywhere you go, but a guy who commanded a $99 million transfer fee, that this is world-class. And we got to be privileged to see world-class, but world-class didn't... Didn't uh, didn't score. No, look, you mentioned world class in the 72nd minute. World class defender Giorgio Chiellini comes off for LAFC along with Mahala. And the, the ovation, by the way, Chiellini got a big ovation coming off. But Mahala, the place went nuts when they announced that Mahala was coming off. Sebastian Ibiaga and Brian, yes, Brian, down the right side. He went flying. Uh, it was a lot of fun to see Brian on the right. The first time Brian has played in quite a while. He comes in in the 72nd minute. Uh, Philly, really, again, other than that, I thought in the 80th minute, Philly, I thought they were being too cute with the ball, LAFC. I really wanted them to get a Philly goal because we know we had a <laughs> scarf goal last match. Uh, and I'm watching, okay, 80th minute, they're going to get Philly one, but they were just a little too cute. We did have a scarf sub. In the 83rd minute, Ryan Hollingshead comes on for Franco Escobar. And that's that's it. I mean, LAFC, after Chiellini comes out in the 72nd minute, definitely didn't value the ball, didn't play that great. It, it was a team really holding on to a win. But that being said, I didn't think Seattle really did anything to push it and force the the tempo and the and to really push the envelope to try to actually earn that last goal, the, the equalizer. I, I didn't feel like there were many threats out there. Jordan Morris was a shell of himself tonight. I think he did not play very well at all. Christian rolled on to me, was the best player on the pitch for uh, Seattle. And, and even after the 75th, I didn't feel like he did a whole lot. You're right. Second half, a, a little disappointing. Five minutes stoppage time, nothing. Home debut, Gareth Bale, Giorgio Chiellini, Sebastian Mendez. Fourth win in a row. Fifth straight win at home. First MLS club to 15 wins. Yep. And Carlos Vela, speaking of the number 15, ah, ah, ah. This episode is brought to you by the number 15. How about the 15th game winner in Carlos Vela's LAFC career? 15 game winners by Charlie Candle, Carlitos, the captain, and I do want to point out something. Some people may look at the stat sheet, Philly. Yes. And say that, oh, Carlos Vela, all he has is seven goals and eight assists. He's he's not really doing as much as he used to. Fair. Fair. Until you look at the rest of Major League Soccer and realize, other than Carlos Vela, just Sebastian Driussi, who is having a an MVP caliber type season for Austin right now, only Carlos Vela and Sebastian Driussi have seven or more of each goals and assists on the season. Carlos still having one heck of a season. 
Uh, one heck of a season indeed. And uh, he's already surpassed his entire goal total that he had when he was at Real Sociedad. I believe the statistic goes as follows. He had 74 goals within his tenure at Sociedad in La Liga. He has a 75th LAFC goal, which is a pretty cool statistic. And yes, he is contributing substantially. I mean, it's been a fantastic season for him. Obviously, we cannot refer back to 2019 because that's not the Carlos Vela anymore. But I will say, looking at him right now, he physically looks more like the 2018 version of Carlos Vela. He's looking trim. He is looking slim. He's looking ready to go. I know we all questioned his work ethic and everything. Like we noticed he put on a couple of pounds during that COVID season. Sure. I get it. Several players I did. I put on 50. Oh, yeah, but no, not anymore. You've almost lost it. So we've, I've almost uh, you know, lost you're, it. You've We're almost getting, netted zero. But, Car- but Carlos Vela looking pretty good. I mean, our 22nd game, our 15th win. You said it. It's our fifth win in a row at the bank. I mean, we are doing things. And as far as Seattle is concerned, there's about 12 more games in the season. This is a team that starts off slow, but I mean, you're down to your final third. Yeah. All I guess all they really, really need to do is sneak into the playoffs, and if they can manage to get a healthy Raul Rui Diaz with stellar and strong hamstrings, this is still a team that can make some noise. I, earlier this season, anticipated them winning the Supporters' Shield because of the depth of talent and the bringing in of Albert Rusnak, who I will say is sure. a disappointment for Seattle. He sure. only has one goal, albeit the only time he did score was against <laughs> us at yeah. Lumen Field. Thanks. But... Not doing his thing. When Raul Rui Diaz is not fit, Seattle doesn't do their thing. And yes, Jordan Morris is their leading scorer. You got the Roll Don brothers. You got Ladero. But without Rui Diaz, you're not going to see Joe Alpalo. Obviously, Kellen Rowe not being there was, was somewhat of an issue. This is a team that, when fully healthy, can compete against the best of them. Yeah. But they they're they're going to get a chance in Champions League. They, yeah, they they certainly are. I mean, hats hats off to them. But after their this is their sixteenth match after Concacaf Champions yeah. League, and uh, it is their tenth defeat since they beat Pumas. Yeah, look, uh, the other thing I do want to mention, Philly, we saw Carlos Vela cramping up pretty badly at the end is of the he match. Limping there. or pimping? I I think I think he was doing a little bit of both, but definitely limping. I do want to say it looked like after the match that it was just cramping issues. I don't think it was a hamstring because he was actually he was kind of pounding on both legs a little bit there. So we're hoping that won't be a thing. Uh, We'll have to find out more from Steve Cherundolo uh, at training. LAFC now just three goals away from 300 regular season goals in Major League Soccer. Seven points clear of Austin. Six points clear of Philly for the Supporters' Shield. <laughs> and really... Oh, it sounds funny to hear that. Yeah, I know. And it's only NYCFC that can even pull within four after this week's action, averaging a league-best 2.18 points per match and a league-best 21, plus 21, excuse me, goal differential. Philly, we got a match at SoFi, August 3rd against Club America. And I don't think and I don't want us to play a single starter for more than maybe 15 minutes. I don't think Carlos Vela should play. Let the kids play. Christian Torres, Tony Leone, Eric Duenas, Mamadou Fall, maybe even, ready for this one? Maybe even Mohamed Traore gets some run. But let's see Big John McCarthy between the pipes keep LAFC healthy. This game against Club America 
while we have a lot of America fans that are probably listening to this podcast, there's a lot of Shivas fans that are probably listening to this podcast, and we know that there are the millions and millions of LAFC faithful listening to this podcast. I do not want that game to affect our season and our march towards Supporter Shield and MLS Cup one bit. I don't want to see a single player of, and it sounds weird saying it, of consequence of a player who should make our 18 and play significant uh, minutes to be in that match against Club America. No, I would agree with you. I, I I don't want to see that either. And it's fun to see players that don't get as much burn. If you recall our very, very first friendly ever in LAFC history yeah. uh, against Borussia Dortmund, we had, we had Aaron Kovar who scored. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. If you go to Peñarol, we had Adrian Perez scoring against uh, <laughs> a, a Peñarol. I mean, if we go into, uh, I would have to double check. I... I forget the name of the trialist who uh, who scored against uh, Vissel Kobe, but we saw goals scored by players that you know weren't really much in terms of the rotation. So it's always cool to see stuff like that. It's a big game. It's a nice cash grab for these teams. Watching a football game in SoFi would be kind of cool. The actual first soccer slash football match in SoFi Stadium would be really neat, but it would be an absolute disaster to have anybody hurt playing on turf in a game that literally means nothing, no consequence. It would be a rematch, though, of the semifinals of the CONCACAF Champions League, but I don't think any team is going to be playing as aggressively as they were back then because nothing's at stake. And uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting, it'll be an interesting game. Not sure how we're going to be handling our pod uh, after that game, but hopefully we'll see you at SoFi. Still got a cop of tickets. Scarf seems to think we're both going. I still have no clue, but hey, we beat Seattle. This is a big game for us. We are still best in the West. Best in MLS. And that's the bottom line, and that's what we hope to continue on as the season matures. Yeah, look, it's again, we have Real Salt Lake on August, uh, August 6th. And to me, that's the way to go. That's that's what we need to be worried about. Uh, I could care less about anything else that happens uh, in that Club America match. And look, it, it's real simple, you guys, real simple. The focus is on MLS Cup. We are the first team to 15 wins. First team to 15 wins. And, uh, and to me, we... Look, I've said it over and over again. This season is MLS Cup or bust. I think we are well on our way, which will be lots of fun. Uh, It was, was it Kevin Mendoza, right? Oh, that's right. Kevin Mendoza. (laughs) He got cut the day after. He got cut like right after the match. Kevin Mendoza was a draft pick and a trialist. I was trying to come up with that name. I'm glad I did. Look, this is a club that has everything to play in front of them. We already talked about it. This was a huge win, but for everybody out there, this is also just a regular season match against Seattle Sounders. Great win. Let's put it in the rear view. Let's focus on RSL out in Sandy, Utah. And then after we get done with the RSL game, then we can start planning Philly's birthday at the bank, Hmm. August 13th. Fun. Against the Fighting Al Rates (laughs) and Charlotte. Rumor has it he will be in attendance. He better be. I'm excited. Philly, we get Christian Fuchs. Yeah, I mean that's. In the building. I mean that's pretty cool. That's and, awesome. And Charlotte, not uh, not the dumpster fire, not the wooden spoon contender Dude, we they, would have anticipated. They started out a little rough, and then all of a sudden they have righted the ship. They've got great soccer culture there in Charlotte, and more importantly, Philly, we did it in under an hour. Uh, well, we still have a minute and thirty seconds left to to screw the pooch on that one, but <laughs> I don't have anything to say. 
No, why, why do I think I? Why do you think I brought it up? We did it in under an hour. Oh, okay, cool. So in that case, we should just probably end this podcast as we end all of our podcasts. Bye, bye, bye.